0: You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun Podcast, and today we're going to talk about how nothing, and I mean nothing, beats experience. You are listening to the Less Stress, More Fun Podcast. I'm your host, Master Certified Coach Lisa Schwaller. Each week on the podcast, we talk about how you can rise above the stress of modern living so that you can focus your energy on what matters most and have a lot more fun in the process. All right, let's get started. Ah, what a great experience it is to be here with you today. So podcast dog Bailey is in the room. She has finally settled, I think. I think she has sniffed all the sniffs and licked everything that needs to be licked before she can settle into her podcasting experience. She loves to be in here with me. And it's so funny, speaking of this, the topic of the podcast, you know, when I started, I really was very, um, well, I took it very seriously, all the sound quality. And of course, I want you to have a great experience listening to it. I listen to it. I want to enjoy listening to it. But I've also relaxed on, you know, letting the dog come in, even if it does introduce a little bit of noise. Today, we're going to be talking about experience and the benefits of learning from experience and that nothing, nothing beats the experience of doing something and then testing for real what it's like. I think people definitely agree that our best source of personal wisdom comes from the experiences we've gained over life. Even when we learn from other people, in truth, what we're really doing is learning from their lived experiences yet yeah, despite all of this empirical proof that humans learn from doing i see so many people avoiding taking action but why and this is personal too i mean i i may have a lot of particular training and practice and experience guiding others but i too am still human i also find myself in situations where I know that only experience is going to yield me the information to know what to do, and yet I avoid it. There is a situation in my life, in fact, I would even characterize it as a relationship, and it is time for me to make a change. I need to find myself in a new adventure, Learning new things, it is time for me to put myself into a different learning environment. And I am avoiding taking action. When we are avoiding going into action, there's just so many reasons why. And that's what we're going to really be diving into today. So, what I really want to cover is what causes people, what causes Everyone really to avoid taking action at some point or another. I want to talk about the sneaky ways that inaction can show up in our lives. And then I want to really remind myself and all of us the incredible benefits that come from learning from experience. And then we're going to really tie it to the less stress, more fun lifestyle that I talk about every week, which is balancing the stress between I might do it wrong. With the stress of, oh, I didn't do anything or I missed the opportunity. So let's start with the beginning. What causes people to avoid taking action? What really is the problem here? I think, you know, there's, of course, so many personal reasons why, but I would say in part, I think people avoid taking action largely because there are so many choices available to us. That's the first piece. In the second piece, that there is a perceived social penalty for choosing poorly, and this is a little bit of a contradiction, it may seem at first value, there are so many choices available in the world, we also may think there are a limited amount of choices available to us. In general, if we think about the internal dialogue that comes along with avoiding taking action on something we want to do try or at least test a little bit it's because there's just so many choices available we think there's a a social penalty and a personal penalty for choosing poorly and we may think that even if there's a lot of choices in general that the choices that are realistic and available to us are limited and you know what there may be truth to all of that not everybody can do everything i think one of the things that I have gotten very frustrated with in um, the last couple of years being more in Coach Landia is this idea that anybody can do anything, and I think that is a very positive message until it becomes self punitive that ties into that there are choice, but there's a penalty if we choose poorly or we don't execute flawlessly or we just don't we're not able to make everything happen just because we work hard, and we believe well, and we, you know, we do all the right things, air quotes. And I think this erodes our sense of self-confidence, and it increases a sense of self-doubt and anxiety. Uh, you know, and when I think about it, I totally get why people avoid taking action. You know, I think of this, and it's not a small change that I want to make. It's a pretty big change. Of course, I'm avoiding taking action because the primary reason is I think I'm going to change and it's just going to be worse than the situation I'm in right now, which is a kind of, it's a bummer of a thought, but it really is there, this idea of like, what if I make the change and I think I'm setting myself into future opportunity, but it ends up being another difficult, disorganized, constrained situation. So of course I avoid taking action. You know, it it takes self-confidence of, I'm going to just really do my best finding a good match and makes it like, I don't know, this is, this is, it could turn out badly. <laughs> Let's talk about some sneaky ways that inaction will show up. In this case, it's obvious to me what thinking lives there, preventing my inaction, and to be fair, I'm actually an expert at behavior and thought and feeling detection. I have a very highly tuned mental instrument to understand what I'm doing and why. It doesn't necessarily mean I'm able to pivot on a dime. But for a lot of people, these these avoidance techniques can be very sneaky. It's not very necessarily very obvious. There can be some sneaky ways that we avoid learning from experience and getting into action. The first is just distractions. when we get uncomfortable, we can tend to pivot into something else. I talk a lot about focus and attention in this podcast, and it's very it's still very um surprising or delightful in a way how subtle our brains can be. Pivoting us into something else, into distractions. Just notice for yourself where you find yourself doing something and it may have a logical reason. You are able to explain it, but it really is a distraction from moving into getting experience for something you want to learn from. You want to learn through experience, but instead you're distracting yourself by planning, researching, getting opinions, working with people. Um, having conversations, those kinds of things. We're pros at it. We're pros at thinking that this activity is going to move us forward, but it actually, it takes our attention somewhere else. That leads into another sneaky way that we avoid learning from experience, and that's that we keep busy with the wrong things. Oh, we are in a culture that is... I don't know how anybody gets anything done, to be really honest with you. <laughs> Two things that I have been focusing on more this year is, one, having just more informal conversations. And that just means, you know, time and energy and and a commitment to having conversations with people. The second thing is I have made a commitment to become more informed about what is going on in the world. In the last few years, I get really excited about the work that I do. And it can actually keep me very busy, but I'm missing out on what's happening for the other, you know, six billion nine hundred nine hundred nine hundred. like there's just such a big world out there. And in part of that, I have, I don't, I don't know how anybody gets anything done. There's so much information. There's so many things that we could do. There's so many things that we feel called to do. And so there are a lot of distractions, as I was talking about, and there's a lot of just keeping busy with the wrong things. So it may be things that seem really, really important and important and or urgent, but if you're trying to learn from experience and you're trying to get your life pivoted in a different direction, the day-to-day things, they may be satisfying and they may be helpful. But they may actually be a sneaky way of avoiding getting some experience, so that you can learn and move forward with something that you want to work on. The other way, another sneaky, sneaky way, is blaming situations, people, etc. There are times, sometimes I'm like, why am I talking so much about my experience in the podcast? And I think I share because I know from talking to so many people that I am not alone. It can actually, it can make you feel more committed to the situation you're in when you feel like it's purposeful, they need you, you're blaming the situation, and these people aren't doing it right. Like basically, um, not just complaining, but um, really diverting a lot of mental energy into the situation you're in. So in my situation, I want to make a change to remove myself from one situation and open new relationships and another situation. It is going to be a project for me to do so. And when I'm like, oh, I've got to get in here and, you know, the process, blah, blah, blah. When I find myself complaining about the process, that is probably me giving more attention than is beneficial. I'm actually trying to change something that I may not have the power or influence or wherewithal or even long-term interest in changing instead of listen i need to to do what i need to do and get out so i can go work on developing experience in the new thing i want to create all right so why people avoid action sneaky ways we avoid action so what's the solution well you know what the title of this podcast is nothing beats experience that's the solution is to act earlier, to act more often, to go and collect data on success for you. So with this project I've been working on, I have been doing some testing and I've been like, oh, it is more efficient connecting with people when I do this than when I do that. But the only way I would have known about that is being in action, collecting experience. You have a higher chance of progress when you are doing um, when you're in action, when you're testing, when you're when you're actually putting things in the world and seeing what comes back at you. But planning feels like progress. Content feels like progress. In my coaching community, there are a lot of people who will talk about the business aspect, and and we have interesting conversations. I'm like, okay, so you're putting out a lot of content. But are you in conversations with people who might be your customers? If the content isn't creating those conversations with people who could become your customers, maybe you're working on creating the wrong experience. So really, that's the solution, is getting into action, but then also reminding yourself, what is the goal here? Really, 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 clearly, succinctly identify what the goal is for you and ask if the experience you're getting is getting you closer to that goal. It may be interesting. It may be great experience. You might be learning a lot, but it may not actually be creating the results or the experiences that you want for you. That's the solution, but let me give you some practical suggestions. I like things to try. The general theme of the suggestions I'm going to offer is to break the sequence, is to plan after you do things. So language matters to me. I think words really matter. And I think for a lot of us, especially a lot of us who would be interesting in listening to a podcast like this, like how we talk matters and the way we phrase things matters. So think about how you talk about the experience you want to create, the action you want to take. I love flexible, short-term non-punitive language. I love words like puzzles, experiments, test, you know, e- e- experience. I love framing it as like, these are just things we're testing out. I, I want to see if I can solve this puzzle. What are a few experiments I can run here? It makes me feel more like like it's a game. It's a little more childlike. Children are... Masters at collecting experience. They're not just in usually. I mean, I'm talking really young children who are masters at at getting experience and learning through experience. They're not sitting in the corner being like, So, walking is it like a little bit more pressure on the front of the foot or like where the heel, how much of the heel pressure? Like, they're not like workshopping or mentally running through the scenario of what it's going to be like to stand and take a first step they're just doing it. They're running the experiment. Think about how you talk to yourself about things you want to do. You don't need to use words like, this is a problem and I'm struggling with it. And I know I just, I always, and in my childhood, like think about how you talk about it and see if you can replace it with, I'm here right now. Thinking about experiments I want to run or puzzles I want to do, or how could I make this a little bit of a game? Make it small. Make it playful. Language matters. The second is, is do the plan, do, check, act cycle. I have linked to the American Society of Quality. I'm a huge quality nerd. I love quality, process improvement, lean. So my next couple of suggestions come from that world. Plan, do, check, act. The world of quality control is all about collect data. You can't tell what's going to go wrong until you do a test run. I love it. It's just so simple. Like, okay, so what's the plan? What's the what's the game I'm going to play? Do it, check it, you know, recalibrate it. And then it's so much more motion, doing, checking, acting. Those are active in motion. Getting experience the planning is more active in that framework. I love it so much. And along that way, I love Kanban. This is from Lean. Lean came to be in the manufacturing of cars. And there was this idea of like, how do we manage throughput? Talk about enjoying a less stress, more fun lifestyle. A Kanban board is so much fun. It's basically it's a visual system. You decide what's your maximum work in progress. Anything that's not in progress is just waiting in the parking lot. Think about how you can collect experience and make it visual, make it fun. Now, I have to um, put a little asterisk if for any of you who are like me. Don't spend a week learning about Kanban and making your Kanban boards. Just make something really simple. It could just be Post-its on the wall in your office. I use Post-its on my whiteboard. I've actually had a mobile Kanban folder where I use the mini Post-its inside a file folder. Simple, fast, easy, fun, fun, fun. So those are my suggestions. Now let's move into the, the last part, which is tying it to the less stress, more fun lifestyle and really noticing that, to be clear, When you want to get experience and be in more motion, you are trading stress. It is not going to be fun and light and free. Doing things and doing things that you feel reluctant or uncertain about, you're going to be uncomfortable. That's great. But you get to choose. Do you want the stress of, oh, I might do it wrong. Maybe I need more information. I don't know. That prevents you from learning from experience? Or do you want the stress of, well, I miss that opportunity. I never do anything. I never get what I want. And the years just keep clicking by you. How do you know the difference? I think that's every person is learns that skill for yourself is deciding is the discomfort I'm feeling because I'm afraid I might do it wrong. So I don't do anything at all or something else. Like, you know, maybe you'll do it wrong. Probably some things you will. I hope you do. I hope I do. I hope in the course of this change that I'm making, that I continue to do some things that maybe they're embarrassing, or stupid, or wrong, or I didn't know that, or, oh, that's different than when I did this before. That's just going to be part of it. It's going to be uncomfortable. Getting experience, getting, you know, like, hoping to hear answers and, and not hearing back, or I don't understand why this person is having this success and I'm not. Oh, I feel terrible about myself. That's all going to be part of it, to be fair. I But I want the experience. I want to put myself in this new situation more than I want to avoid the discomfort of collecting the experience. Compare that the stress of collecting experiences to habits of regret. You know, I've done a podcast on that, it's in the show notes. Go check it out. I think I'm going to listen to it again myself. I like that one. (laughs) You get to decide which stress you want to choose for yourself. Again, how can you layer in fun? I gave the suggestion of using fun language, but how can you celebrate what you've done? How can you? make the collecting of experience and living a life of being in motion, collecting experience, growing wisdom from experience, how can you make that more fun? You know, fun is not natural to me. Part of the reason I started this podcast is for me. I, yeah, less stress, that sounds great, but like more fun? Ugh, who has time for fun? That's an area where I challenge myself to think, how can I see my life more playfully unless as this, you know, I might do it wrong and there's going to be a penalty for choosing poorly. That's just a bummer way to go through life is, is worrying that I'm going to do something wrong and there will be a penalty for choosing poorly. But how can you take a lighter approach to collecting experience? So we talked about what causes people to avoid taking action, the sneaky ways inaction can show up, but the benefits and fun ways you can learn from experience and suggestions for doing so, and then balancing the stresses, you know, choosing your stress as you go to collect experience. My invitation to you this week is to, again, as always, start with what is happening for you currently. Do you find that you're a person who is constantly in motion, solving puzzles, running experiments, collecting experience? Or are you someone who tends to find yourself more in planning mode? Or what I see in a lot of people is thinking you're doing something on the way to the goal, but it's not really. It's activity that makes you think you're getting where you want to go, that you're closer to those experiences. So just do an assessment of what is happening for you now. Think about what you want to create, how you can collect more data by collecting more experiences. And whether you agree with my assertion that nothing but nothing beats experience. Go out there live your life. What could go wrong? I think the things we worry about going wrong pale in comparison to the things we miss out on when we keep ourselves in thinking, planning, avoiding mode. So let's go out and live a little this week, shall we? And until next time. Thank you for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate and review wherever you listen. This will help other listeners find the show and bring less stress, more fun out into the world. Thank you so much, and I'll talk to you next week.